Hello everyone and welcome back to Who's on the Front Post. This is episode 2 of the 2019-2020 season. I'm joined here with Rob and Kev today. Hello listeners. How's it going? Okay, so lads, back on to Premier League action. So we'll start off, I think, kind of the big game of the weekend, which was Man City and Spurs. Yeah, that was a very big game. I don't think anyone really saw that coming, uh, particularly with the amount of possession and shots that City had. Thought they they fairly well dominated most of the game. I mean, they had thirty shots to Spurs having three shots. Two on target, which were the goals. Yeah, it's like fairly clinical finishing from Spurs. To be fair to them, pretty poor finishing if you look at it from that perspective from Man City. But um, obviously the the uh, the game was dominated by the uh, the handball incidents. The handball incidents, yeah, yeah. Um. Well, look. <sighs> I think we all have our own opinions on it. I think we might share similar enough ones with it, but I th- I think the issue maybe isn't with the VAR itself, but maybe with the new handball ruling which has come into place, which I think is actually putting a bit of a strain on the VAR, especially since it's its debut season in the Premier League. Yeah, well, the VAR probably was brought in to look at all the penalty incidents. Now it's being stretched out a little bit for handballs and other things. So, um no, I think it was a good game overall. Um, Spurs would be delighted with the point, obviously. And I don't Definitely think, a smashing grab. Yeah, yeah I don't think uh, Pep would be too happy either, you know. But uh, look, at overall, um, they were 1-0 down. They got back into the game. They, they fell behind again and they still got back into the they game. Pretty much got, got back immediately after so, first yeah, goal. So, you know, you got to give Spurs a little bit of credit. I know the VAR was the big talking point in the game. But, you know, you have to look at the result. Spurs going up there and getting a point. And there won't be many teams take a point off City at the Etihad this season. So, uh, well, well done to Spurs in fairness. But, uh, again, the VAR thing was the big uh, uh, thing of the game. And it's getting to the stage where, you know, they're going and they're looking at the things. And I think it's taken it away from the game. I think, you know, VAR is not making any sense at all. And I think referees should be just left alone and make a decision final whether they're right or whether they're wrong. You know, the, the standard of refereeing in the Premiership, it, it, you know, by, by most standards, it's very good. So, okay, they get the odd one or two wrong, but I think the VAR now is just going to... We're, it's we're the gonna have to sit, this... sit around, wait around, I think, to hear, oh, is this a goal, is it not? Yeah. You've got yeah. cheering and celebrating, and then it's pulled back, and you're kind of mm. made to look like a dope by just yeah, celebrating like, that's not a goal, you know? Yeah, it, it, it can kill the momentum of the game fairly easily with, with the, the length of time it takes to actually yeah. to, to make yeah. a decision. And then you'd be looking at, like, going forward, will, will it be introduced more and more for games, and will there be more stoppages? And then will it eventually just look like an American football game where they're stopped every two minutes for a decision to be made? Then then there'll probably be talks and putting ads in in between the VAR checks and everything like that for yeah, people at home. Just, so we know how much money the Premier League makes, but it's never enough money that can be made, I suppose. Yeah, Human absolutely. nature. Well, there'll always be some kind of an angle, I suppose. And as, as you say, if it's going to be uh, 30 seconds for that VAR decision, oh, let's throw an ad in there. We, we make a few pounds on it in the meantime, yeah. you know. But sure, again, Paddy, the, Paddy Power and Labrooks will just come in. Well, they probably yeah. would. I wouldn't be surprised. But oh, oh, overall, if we if we get back to the game aspect of it, you know, City were good and, you know, they should have been well in front. There was a very contentious penalty decision in the fourth half as well. Yeah, where, actually, just, I was going to bring that up myself. Yeah, you know, I, I thought it was a stonewall penalty when I seen it. It seems like, seems like everyone thought it was a yeah, stonewall penalty yeah. except for the, the ref and the VAR. Yeah, you know, so, well, there you go. That went to VAR as well and it wasn't given as a penalty, as a penalty either, you know. So, um. No, um, a fair play to sports. They 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 came away with the point, as I say. And, Undeservedly, uh, maybe so, but 
Well, undeserved. Yeah. You know, what can you say against the champions? It's, it's up, you know, City take the game to Spurs at home and, you know, they couldn't find the ball. They found the back of the net twice, obviously. But well, they twice couldn't. now they've been hit bad by the VAR, you yeah, know. Yeah, but but again, they had plenty of chances to kill the game off there at City and they just didn't. So you have to give Spurs a little bit of I mean, it was a great substitution the minute he brought on uh, yeah, Lucas Moore yeah. straight away. He got mm. the equaliser, you know. So a little bit of an in-sports substitution from uh, Potticino. But I thought Spurs done very well to get a point there. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Well, look, it's fair play to them. Two shots on target and you score both of them. Sometimes you just have to ride your luck a little bit. I thought it was very interesting, Mauricio Pochettino, at the end, uh, proclaiming his love of VAR, considering a few years back, he was a very yeah. staunch opposition against it. And now it seems to be his best friend at the moment, especially against Man City. So mm. I well, don't think Pep Guardiola would be too happy anyway, so... Yeah. I know someone else who wasn't very happy. Sergio Aguero didn't seem very happy when he got taken off, did he? Yeah, and, and he true. was yes. raging. Right. Yeah. And then, and then yeah. when Jesus scored the goal, he went and hugged. Uh, said, oh yeah, you made the work. But then it was taken back. So like, yeah. do you take back yeah. the apology then, or yeah. like, do you still be a little bit angry? I don't know. Like, it's a weird one. Like, yeah. so not only have Man City uh, been made to look like mugs, but now Sergio Aguero, I think, looks the biggest mug on the pitch <laughs> now. So. Well, again, this is another thing now that Pep might have to deal with, trying to keep all these players happy. I mean, he's a fairly, fairly mm. big squad there. You know, you have Marlez there trying to in and get a game as well. And Bernardo Silva, Bernardo, Sterling, there's a, there's a few well, Sané's injured, but there's... Sané is injured, but I mean, when he, comes back, when, he, when he comes back, then you're going to have him and De Bruyne <laughs> looking for a game. You're going to have uh, Raheem mm. Sterling David wanting Silva. to play every week. David Silva, Jesus there, sitting on the bench. Fair, then, Rodrigo, you know, they spent sixty million on it. So, yeah, it's a it's big, a massive serious, squad of serious, a serious talent. amount of players there, yeah. and they all want to play. You know, no matter some of them be sitting there picking up handy money, okay, but uh, you could you could clearly see that um, Aguero wasn't happy being subbed. No, definitely. Well, look, to be fair, in Aguero's case, he's been City's main man for the last what seven and seven odd years oh, of now. Course. Yeah, yeah, but but again, you you can be the main man for so long, but then you have to kind of hand over the bat onto somebody else yeah. and maybe that's what Pep feels maybe there's only a narrow in him now he mightn't be able to uh, no, I think minutes, he's got. You know? I think he's got 90 minutes still in him to be uh, fair well I'd argue with I that I don't think he's still in at that stage I'll disagree with you on that uh, one well we'll agree to disagree I don't think he has the full 90 in the Maguire anymore well before Hulks get uh, thrown anyway <laughs> uh, we'll move on to uh, Liverpool and Southampton well, Liverpool are our new uh, leaders at the top of the league Interesting yes. enough game against Southampton. Yeah, um, strange, strange enough game. I don't know what to make of Liverpool these days, to be honest. Their back line just doesn't seem to improve or put me at ease. Not looking anywhere near solid as they were last season. Even Van Dijk, in well, my opinion. Yeah, but look, come here. Play 2-1-2. Two, two. That's the way. That's what Klopp will say yeah, at the end of the day. The board, you know, six points yeah. on the board. They didn't play particularly well out at Southampton and they still came away with the three points. You know, Southampton can be a tricky old place to go to as well. Uh, Southampton did have a chance to equalise at the end there with yeah. that with Danny Ings and uh, okay the goalkeeper Adrian gifted gifted yeah. a, a goal Gosh. as well you know but uh, very no, Jack oh, kind of performance from Adrian yeah, in that one kind of was but overall we didn't see uh, we haven't seen the best of Liverpool yeah put it that way I think because no. uh, there's still a, a little bit of work to be done there as well and it might just take them a couple of weeks till they finally get going you I know? still think an injury might cripple that team. Honestly, like between Salah, man, even Firmino, like Firmino was kind of in well, and out at the start because of pre-seasons and everything like that. 
I don't think unless all three Salah, Firmino, Mane all play together, they don't look like the same team. Well, I don't think they'd have the problems with the injury going forward. I think the if they if Liverpool get one or two injuries in defence, have they got the quality? I mean, mm-hmm. personally speaking, I think if they lose Van Dijk for any stretch of time, I really think they look vulnerable. I really think. I they, think they're looking vulnerable now, even with them, to be honest. Yeah, I know, but I mean, okay, they're they're getting away with it and they're getting the they're getting the results there in the two games. But I I think. Uh, I'd, th- I'd be more concerned about Liverpool's defence than worrying about the three lads up top to be honest this could be a case as well of not bringing anyone in in the transfer window teams can get wide to you very easily yeah like obviously he has a lot of confidence in his team and rightly so I mean Champions League, Champions winners, League winners Super Cup winners 97 you know. points last season yeah like it, it, it is right to have confidence in the team but there, there, even last season there wasn't much depth to his squad yeah. like if he got any injuries at all like if, say if one or two of his key players were injured that was his season done. Done. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Okay. And I think yeah. it's, it's it's the same story this season as well. Even Just even even the keeper, injury. like you look at the difference in in the team when, when Allison is out. Like they obviously yeah. have a lot of confidence in Allison at the back and rightly so. Whereas Adrian, like Adrian, sorry, he's uh, he's capable of absolute hellers like that, and that's not some, something that would inspire confidence no, from your defenders not. or yeah. even the rest of the team. So like you you can score all the goals you want, but if you have someone like that at the back, then. You know, Even the not... shot stop and, and everything, that's fine, well and good. But the distribution, I think, Liverpool, they rely on Alisson in that uh, build-up play as well. And Adrian yeah. just doesn't seem to have that in his locker, unfortunately. So, no, no. look, it's going to be interesting to see with Liverpool. Will an injury absolutely cripple that team? They're not looking as good as they were last year, in my opinion. Even though they've won their first two games, relatively simple enough fixtures that you'd think they would be winning against New Boys, Norwich and Southampton. Look, it's going to be interesting to see. They've got a tough game now coming up against Arsenal at the weekend, which I think will be their first yeah. test. Yeah. And mm-hmm. given how leaky they've looked at the back, you know, yeah, Bamiyang, Lacazette, Nicolas yeah. Pepe as well. Yeah, like they'll pounce on that. Any weakness, they'll pounce. You know, so it'll be an interesting enough game now. It's, it's their kind of first big test now, and I'm curious to see how they're going to come into this game, Liverpool. Yeah. We'll move on anyway from uh, Liverpool and we'll go on to Wolves and Man United, which was the Monday night game. Mm. A very interesting game. And, just, and Wolves just seem to be an absolute, uh, not so much a joint killer in this game because it was a draw, but they seem to just yeah. take points off the big sides for some reason. And yeah. yeah, there's a lot of teams won't fancy going up to Wolves uh, to play yeah. them because they, they are good at home, Wolves. They seem to, you know, they, they're very solid there when they're at home. They They... They did, weren't great in the first half. Uh, I don't think Wolves. United were as great in the first half as yeah, people yeah. made out. I thought it was a very... It was a poor... Yeah, I thought it was a poor in the first half. They they came out the second half, all right. They, they played well for the first 25 minutes of the yeah. second half and they certainly put it up to United, you know. And of course, Pog went with the penalty is save and, and, you know, there was there was chances really both ends. But uh, I think Wolves definitely deserve that point. There's no argument. Some that, golf you know? from Ruben yeah. Neves oh, as well. fantastic, fantastic. He's, oh, yeah, he's got yeah. that in his locker, mm. that long range shot as well. So Of course. But then they had to look at VAR again to see was that. There was a, an yeah. issue with the VAR again on that. And uh, the, he, he was ruled that he was uh, onside as well. Mm. So, uh, no, I thought a draw was about the right result on Monday. So, uh, no, credit to Wolves. Fair play yeah. to them. Yeah, no, I think like to be fair to Man United, their their defensive line looks a lot better this season yeah, it's than, than a did, lot more improved than it did last season. That, yeah. But their midfield just may as well not have been there for that game. Yeah. They did absolutely nothing. Like yeah. Pogba, yeah. yeah, where was he? Well, he even in the Chelsea, McTominay. even the yeah. Chelsea game with Pogba, I thought Pogba was quite poor. I know he set up two of the four goals, but mm. apart from that, like he really didn't have a lot 
to do. I thought he made a lot of mistakes, gave away the ball very cheaply. Mm. And you know, he's after missing this penalty now and I'm sure Graham Sounds is probably rubbing his hands together when he saw <laughs> that, you know. Yeah. And that'll probably be the yeah. first thing he brings up on any of the preview preview shows coming into the weekend. But yeah. it's an interesting one now, honestly. United it was a great great start to the season for them, but mm. it's a bounce back now I think they have to look at because yeah. to me I think they would have thought going into that game off the back of a 4-0 win with a very solid looking Harry Maguire mm. Wan-Bissaka looked very good as well in the first game I yeah. think they should have been thinking they would have picked up all three points in that game yeah they should have like United this season like they're not going to concede as many goals as they did last season but at the same time they're still not going to be scoring that many goals against yeah. like the yeah. like sides of a fairly decent defence they're not going to be scoring against like Liverpool they're not going to be scoring against City very much they're probably not going to be scoring against like the bigger sides like yeah. the Brightons and Burnley he's not going to be scoring that many against them I wouldn't imagine but we have to see going yeah. forward right to be fair like it's it's an interesting one. I keep saying interesting I need to get that out of my recovery <laughs> today oh, that's interesting it's very yeah. interesting um, Marshall and Rashford now have been kind of left to lead the line for United at the minute I know they're kind of playing a 4-3-3 well, like, yeah it seems to be kind of, a chance though you it know, seems to be them too mainly doing a lot of the attacking and Marshall scored a very nice goal yeah, I have to say yeah, it was very did. well taken Wolves yeah. defending maybe it's a bit odd yeah it's very, yeah, very simply like, it was a very simple goal yeah. in, in what yeah. they did they just passed 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 and stuck it away well that, that was it there was no like flashy skills involved yeah. it was just very but maybe that teamwork. is just because they were playing three at the back that maybe you can unlock them a little bit easier from time to time especially if your full backs are marauding up the pitch and I think it was kind of off the basis of a counter attack that goal anyway so well we've seen we've seen United against Chelsea on the counter attack and then we've seen them there against Wolves as well so so maybe that's something that uh, Solskjaer is actually focusing on counter attacking football for, for to, to rely on the goals you know yeah. because I just think in, op- in fair, open play they are quick players Marshall and Rashford oh yeah I don't know doubt about it but I thought Jesse Lingard was very poor on the night as well I think he yeah. took him off as well didn't he yeah. didn't, he wasn't one, of their, wasn't one of his better nights put it that way you know I yeah. think he brought on Man Matter or something mm. or to, to, uh, for Lingard you know but yeah, Again, they were looking for the counter attack all the time. United. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, Lingard, like you know, it's most promising teenager, twenty-seven. <laughs> young Jesse Lingard, yeah. <laughs> he's gonna be, he's gonna be young forever. Peter yeah. Pan syndrome, you know. Yeah. Sign him up for Arsenal, you know. <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing. I suppose like he probably draws a lot of comparisons with himself and Tia Walcott. Just one of those players who are eternally young and oh, they're going to come good. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway. Chelsea Leicester, I think maybe next point of uh, protocol anyway. Just yeah. the one thing I want to say is now after the back after that four 0 defeat to United there the previous week, I said to a lot of people that oh yeah, this will be a tough enough game going in, especially with the Super Cup and I got a lot of slagging with this uh one all one all draw from people around and I said I said to them, Look, I think this is a good result. Like after that defeat and a super cup, Leicester earned aren't by any means a bad team like I think they're going to be there thereabouts around 7th 8th near enough to the Europa League spots I didn't think this was a bad result and I said ah oh, you're just making excuses you're just doing this and that I was like but then the very next day I hear oh no that, that's a good result for you know that's what Wolves are, are a tough team and all that and I'm like <laughs> okay yeah but like you can't be saying that about Chelsea especially because we've got a transfer bad and but now there's a lot of young players who are transitioning into that team and I think one all against Leicester is a decent yeah, but enough look, result we, we, we know about the standard of the Premier League I mean we call it the, the, the best league in the world and that means on the day 
anyone can beat anyone. anybody can beat anybody Suppose the team down be. the bottom can beat the team on the top you know so I mean that's that's the good thing about the Premier League you know you have to, you have well to I question that maybe last year especially with Man City and Liverpool going so dominant but um, Liverpool well, only lost one game last year Man City finished on 98 they, they points did, uh, yeah okay they did lose only one game but they, they scored against Everton in the 96 minute when they hit off the post and came I, out look, I know so that, them but kind of games no, you can turn around and well, say look, that's, well and good they still won it but, though yeah I know yeah. but the, the, that's what I'm saying the good thing about the Premier League is that's that's the standard in the Premier League you can you know the team I think that the standard might be a little bit slipping to be honest I'm not, think so? yeah I think it is yeah maybe so I don't know we'll, only time will tell and we'll see by the fixtures and we'll, we'll know by the results as I see is progressing I mean the teams that have come up now will be uh, have, certainly have a, a job to do and anyway but uh, Leicester Chelsea look come here one all uh, good good first half Chelsea performance yet they could have lost it in the second half yeah, quite easily quite um, poor in the second yeah. they just didn't seem to really have an answer for when Leicester got their goal now kind of bounce back there was no response really no no yeah. they just they just looked they brought bad. William on and I thought William was absolutely terrible when he came on and honestly I'm not a fan of him being given the number 10 and given a bigger role in the squad because I think he should be looking to be shipped out at the minute and I think he probably would have been had they not had this transfer ban in Lewis and then has that to Real Madrid. Well, arguably so. I know Barcelona was looking for him there a few years ago, but whether these whether they would be like now last year they were looking is, for is him. another story. But uh, on on the on the match itself, Mason Mount took his goal. Uh, well done. And yeah, the high uh, the high MD, press to be fair, like yeah, Lampard uh, seems to have made it clear that that's what they're going to be doing for the rest of the season anyway. Look, uh, might be why he's pushing Kante on a little bit further forward compared to Jorginho. No, maybe no matter what happens, I think this season for Chelsea, it's 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 a work in progress for there. I think Lampard's is on a win win to be any. Anyway, you know, it doesn't matter what, what, where they finish in the league, they might get a, a run in the cup. You never know. But uh, Champions League, it's, 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 it's transition year, and if he's prepared to give the youngsters a run out, well, then I think at some stage the way Chelsea were going over the years and the amounts of money they were spending, they had to like. I mean, there's no point in having that academy there. Well, we're probably making plenty of money on the academy side, but the amount of players they were selling on, you know. So the with with uh, Lampard taking over. Um, he's obviously looked at the younger players and says, right, it's time to give them a, give them a try. It's what he's done. Can't, yeah. can't argue it at the moment. There's probably a few Transfer more young players band, to come in as well. So. In. You know, the, in, in, a, in a funny kind of way, it might be the best thing that ever happened to Chelsea. Certainly for their academy players, it will be because it gives them a chance now to be uh, in the shop window and actually yeah. play in the first eleven. We'll go on to West Ham and Brighton. Do you want to hear that, Kev? Look, it's a point either way. Yeah, it's a point. West Maybe Ham's a bit of a fortunate point. First point of the season. Um, probably their last as well. They <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> won't come to nah, that well, look, I, know, it's, it, it's not, it's not a, it's not a bad result considering Halle, their new striker, and Felipe Anderson were out as well, who played a big part for them last year. Yeah. Bit, of, bit on the fortunate side I thought maybe um, I have to say yeah, Towsard really looked like a player a great player for um, Brighton and we'll see how he does because he's young enough as well I think he's only 22 and I think he scored something like 22 or 23 goals last season yeah, for um, but sorry 24 he is my apologies um, but yeah look, it, look took his uh, disallowed goal fantastically and then yeah, very yeah. good finish for his uh, actual goal some yeah, it was it was a good finish, all right. But uh, I, I, I still feel like Ogbonna should have blocked that. His position yeah. was absolutely disgraceful for like he was he was blocking it going wide. It was, he wasn't even in line with the goal at all. So I'd definitely put him at fault, and I think it was a terrible decision from Pellegrini to give him the captaincy for the game. Um, I wasn't impressed with 
anyone really for the entirety of that game. Uh, yeah, Hern- I really Hernandez expected. Took his goal away. Yeah, he took a while. To be fair, aside from that, there was there was wasn't too many positives to draw from that game. I was I was expecting a lot more out of Pablo for- Fornals as well. Fornals, he didn't yeah. really uh, deliver yeah. as well as yeah. I thought either. Yeah, well, honestly, I think having Jack Wilshere in that team, I think the, he kind of slows down that midfield far too much. And I know really, uh, not Ryan, uh, Mark Noble. Um, yep. I know he's not exactly most mobile of players, but I think the attack just moves a lot quicker with him in it, which is really unusual yeah. considering he's not you know in any yeah. way pace. Yeah, it never yeah. has been really yeah. so. The thing is, he, he can lead the team as well. There's there's no one yeah. in that midfield who's going to be yeah. leading the team, especially not in that game anyway. And Declan yeah. Rice be, be looking to, for him to lead the team in the future, but at the moment, yeah. it's not there. No, definitely. Um, not. Like, they're, like they're looking at Lanzini to to kind of lead the line more or less, and that's a terrible decision. He's too weak of a player to yeah. to lead it. Um, and just goes good missing. player, good player on the ball, and when yeah. he does have it, very yeah. he can make player. things work, but. Yeah, he's pushed off very, very easily. I think a bit too slight. Yeah, yeah you, you you can't play Brighton with, with a player like that. Like, yeah, like he was showing up last season as well against Burnley, and they just completely bullied him. Yeah. and he hadn't he hadn't got an answer to him. Sure, so I think we'll move on from that game. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think enough was said about that. I don't ah, think well, anything yeah, more yeah. can be said. Really. Well, well, the only thing is Brighton at Brighton dropping points at home. So I mean uh, I know they went to, I know well, they look, went to Watford last it's, week it's and they point, had a, it's a point they had a good result. That's four points on the yeah. board. So I oh, think they'd I know, be happy yeah. enough with that. Yeah, I know they, first two I know games. they'd be happy with the first two games, all right, certainly. Considering so, how much they kind of struggled towards the end of last season, mm-hmm. get look, get the points yeah, on the board the points, early, yeah. you know. Yeah. You don't want to be scrambling for points at the last six weeks of the season, you know. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Depending on what your players are. Plus as well, Graham Potter. To be fair to him, he started off well, and I think he's having to make a bit of a transition himself now. Um, they've brought in a few new players with Tossard, Neil Maupay, and I was surprised Neil Maupay didn't start. Um, because he scored at the week or last weekend, uh, against Watford, but like that's the thing. Glenn Murray, he's thirty five now, and I think you know they're gonna have to kind of transition him, yeah. where maybe you can just bring him on for the last half hour instead of starting him for 60, minutes. 70 yeah. minutes. You know. Yeah, like he's, he's, you don't need Glenn Murray on the pitch for ninety minutes. No, like you, you only need uh, him. He, he, he won't last ninety no. minutes but anyway. It's he, he, strange though. I mean, he's still getting goals for them, you know. And mm. last season he, he chipped in with a couple of goals yeah. as well last year. So I mean, them couple of goals that he got actually probably kept them in the division. That's very true. Yeah. Um, Norwich and Newcastle. Um, great result for Norwich. Uh, definitely yeah. bounced <laughs> back there very well. The resident finisher. Oh, yes. oh good luck. Yeah. To well, I just end the podcast here. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, uh, all joking aside, uh, fantastic uh, from Timu Puki there at the weekend. And he's continuing his uh, goal-scoring uh, form at the minute. Great hat-trick. Mm-hmm. Four goals this season. Took his first goal fantastically. It was some volley. Yeah, great yeah, volley. Yeah. And great even then, his two other goals were very well taken as well. Yeah. Good finishes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, nice, nice hat trick, nice way to start off, especially their first home game as well. First you home know? game, yeah. So yeah. After, after that first result, you know. Of course, yeah. 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 Well, like, I don't even think you can really count that count that as a bounce back. I mean, they're playing like the champions of Europe. Yeah, so, like, fair enough. Well, yeah. like I, th- well I think, I think the manner, the manner in which it happened to concede four goals in the first half and. Yeah, I yeah, think the game was yeah. over by half time that kind of thing it's, yeah. it'll be demoralising for the fans and the players and everything but yeah but then they can come out and produce a result like this so yeah, obviously well, they have potential and to be fair they, we, like, we saw that in the first game with Norwich anyway that they did have some attacking moments looking where they could have per- looking at their last two, the two performances they, you know they're playing an open type of football yeah. they're not, they're it's, not it's afraid very, they're, they're not, they're not, they're not putting back, five they're or not six gonna, behind you know they're going to go out there they're trying to do it the right way and you've got to get you've got to admire them for that you know what I mean they're going to look the way Daniel 
is it Daniel Farkas or Daniel Farkas? Yeah. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce his last name. Yeah. But I'm liking the way uh, his uh, football style is. Yeah. Uh, although I will say this, he just does not look like a football manager whatsoever. He kind of looks like that lad you'd see in a pub wearing a leather jacket who would just be too afraid to go anywhere near. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll, we'll talk about Newcastle just very quick because I think like looking by those first two games and especially this game, they are going to struggle massively. Shaky, they're looking very shaky. I think it's going to be a long season for Steve Bruce, you know. Um, look, okay, two, two games in, it's very, very difficult to judge it. We'll wait till they're about 10 games in and see what the story is. But... Uh, I don't know. The danger signs are there for Newcastle. Yeah. I think already. They, they don't, you know. Because they Joe, were well and truly. Ah, uh, yeah. Joe Linton had one or two half chances maybe in the game, and uh, but he had to he, deal with all by himself. He was there up though, on, I mean. was, Yeah, yeah. He was uh, on his own there for most of the game. But uh, I mean, John Joe Shelby chipping in with the goal. Nice, at the end. nice, nice, goal, nice little finish. It was not more than the consolation. That's really all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, look, come here. There was no argument. Norwich with a better side on the day and yeah. totally deserved a win. Yeah, definitely. Arsenal and Burnley, uh, we kind of forgot about them when we were kind of talking about the top teams first, but yeah. uh, it was kind of a standard enough game. Uh, Bamiang, um, who scored the second goal for Arsenal? Uh, uh, Lacazette got the first. Sorry, Lacazette got the first, first and then Bamiang, Bamiang got the second. Yeah. Um, Dan- Danny Ceballos looked yeah. absolutely fantastic. He mm-hmm. looked a serious player, and the fact they've managed to get him on loan for the season, you know, could work wonders them because he kind of fell out of favour, I think, with Zidane and Ray yeah. on the trade. So. Yeah. Yeah. A two assists for him, for him, from him, and but again, Arsenal will have. I mean, Burnley nicking a goal back. Arsenal will always give you a chance. I mean, they're 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 a nice footballing team going forward. Yeah. Arsenal, there's always a goal in Arsenal, you know. But they when you always, look at their back, they lines, always seem to give you yeah. a chance to get back in the and game. And that's what they do. With Ashley Barnes' goal. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. Sabaya seemed to have a hand in everything, but he, I thought he, had, he was like a statue when it came to Burnley's goal with Ashley Barnes and David Luiz wasn't much better, kind of flailed around a little bit, but yeah. just ultimately I, yeah, I don't came think to I, nothing and Ashley Barnes put it away. They don't have that shut-up-shot mentality. No, and, you know, when they get a goal or even two goals up, you always think, actually, come here, but we can get it, back is in. This, is this yeah. the thing, though? Like, should you have a shut-up-shot shut mentality when you go a goal up? Or should well, you not just go and Yeah, really... well, if you're 2-0 up, you should be... But they were only 1-0 up, Yeah, though, I, I understand that, yeah. But managing the game out as well. You hear managers on the top about, oh, I'm managing the game now. Uh, but to be fair, no, did, I, think, I think in this game it's a bit different because, you know, Burnley had equalised by half-time. And, you know, for the majority of the game, Arsenal seemed to be but, in control. But now there's so many managers uh, using this pressing technique of football. You have Klopp doing it, you have Lampard trying it. You have City trying it and all the whole lot. But when the ball is turned over and you lose possession, it's how quick the other team can break. And that, you know, that kind of, is, in Arsenal's case, always seems to be their Achilles heel. Yeah. Arsenal always come out and play lovely football, but as soon as they lose the ball in the opposition's uh, toward the pitch, straight away they always look in trouble. You know, as soon as the other team get a break away, you always think, hang on, they're going to concede a goal here at Arsenal. You know, and that's, that's kind of what happened with, uh, against Burnley there on Saturday, you know. But, They've done enough to win the game, Arsenal, but uh, only enough. Well, very interesting as well, because Sean Dyche had a bit of a, a heated kind of discussion with Match of the Day. Um, just about the diving incident, he kind of accused a lot of the Arsenal players of going over very easily and the fact that all these players, they can dive, but ultimately like the, the worst thing that's going to happen to them is get a yellow card on the pitch. Yeah. Uh, made an interesting enough point like I know you can bring back for retrospective action and all that but it, it's just this whole thing during the game where you know players getting sent off changes matches you know massively yeah. and if these players are dived so they are, he was saying that they'll always have one opportunity to cheat and get away with it you know yeah, yeah. 
but I'm sure Sean Dyche's players have probably tried the same as well. So you know, it swings and roundabouts on that one. I think I'm sure if uh, Woods or the, the other striker, Ashley Barnes, Ashley Barnes uh, could f- trip over in the box, I'm sure they're gonna try it as well. So you yeah, know, it fair. swings and roundabouts with Dyche there on that one. I think. Yeah, uh, Villa and Bourne will move on to next, and um, I think we all had this paid down for a draw uh, ourselves, one all on this, but. Yeah, I don't think anyone's really convinced about either side starting yeah, off. So I'm we thought like, oh, maybe it'll just be like one of those games where it's a bit rubbish and it kind of comes off like one all to get like yeah. a couple of scaldy goals and that, that's, that's considering, for the game. Considering Bournemouth got off to a kick enough start, two goals up I think in the first 15 minutes or so. Yeah, that penalty is a big thing. Second yeah, minute second minute penalty, yeah. Always going to be a tough to get back into a game conceding a penalty like that and then. Mm. Was that Tom Heaton on his debut as well? Tom wasn't Heaton it? Yeah, debut. Yeah, his debut. No, no, no. He played in the first He played match. in the yeah. first game. Well, his home debut then. His home yeah, debut, yeah. yeah, yeah his yeah, home yeah, debut. Yeah. I mean, the first minute, four second minute buying yeah. penalty kick, you know. But they fell behind very quickly. They stayed in the game a little bit, Villa, and got their goal back. A smashing they, goal. I remember the 60 admin when they got there. It was a great goal from Douglas Louise. It, yeah, I didn't Douglas... think it looked great apart from that goal, to be honest. Well, I thought his hair looked great. So I thought maybe the Salon <laughs> Going into for, Salon for, 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 uh, for this week, he might get that, you know. Yeah. So uh, the old hair looked well. All right. That was about the only thing he done well, I think. But and now he took his goal really well. Yeah, yeah. They had a couple of chances, Villa. But I think by then it was too late. One at the very end as well. There was the header opportunity. I can't remember who it was. I think it was El Elnick or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But, Towards but, the last kick of the ball kind of thing. But, but again, I think Aston Villa's home form is going to be crucial to them this season. I don't know what they're going to be like on the road. They they really, really have to pick up points at home, uh, Villa, I think, if they want to stay in it, you know? Well, considering the fact that Sheffield United have gotten off to a decent start in their first mm-hmm. two games and Norwich have managed to pick up their first win. Villa are the only winless team to have been promoted so far. I know mm-hmm. they were the playoff winners, so technically they are kind of the lowest coefficient yeah. in the league, but you'd expect a little bit more out of them maybe because... And they've brought uh, in a few players. They've brought in a lot like, of you know, players, I mean, you know. They've brought in so lads, I guess. Yeah. They've brought in a new squad. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So interesting times at uh, Villa Park. I mean, considering as well, when you think about it, like, not the trickiest of games, Everton and Bournemouth, you know, there could be worse games they could be playing, you know. Maybe you could have think they could have gotten one point out of either of them two games. But look... Still plenty of season left to play, yeah, but they want yeah. to, you know, get their act up together quick. Yeah, Otherwise, I they're going to end up with like another Fulham, I think. Yeah, that, that's, that could be the big danger there, I think. After investing, on, like we seen with Fulham last year, £100 million or something they invested, and it still wasn't enough to keep them in the in the Premier. So, uh, again, for Villa, with the money they put in, and as you say, nearly a new squad, it's going to be interesting. The last thing they want yeah. to do is go back into the chunk because if they do, I think they'll really struggle to get back up. Yeah. Well, it took them so long to get back up That's anyway true. in the first yeah, place. Yeah, so. very true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of promoted teams anyway, Sheffield United, who played Crystal Palace, I thought was a bit of a poor enough game. Sheffield United, a bit fortunate with their goal, I thought, but yeah. they all yeah, count. Lundstrom, well, look, he did well to to be alert and to finish it anyway but yeah I, I, I was disappointed with Crystal Palace yeah I, have to I say. think they're going to struggle now I just thought, by going off know, their first two games you'd normally like to see a little bit more out of Palace but I thought on the on the day they didn't deserve anything at all to be honest with you you know whether this uh, Louis Saha thing is affecting them or you know Who? Oh, no, sorry, what did I say? You said Louis Zaha. Zaha. Wilfred Zaha. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Willie Zaha. Yeah. So, uh, maybe, maybe that's affected the team. I don't know. But I just thought Palace weren't in it on Sunday. I don't know whether they didn't look interested or whatever the story was. But uh, look, Sheffield would be delighted. First home game, three points. And, yeah. and you know, they'd be delighted with that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, could be, could be the, the loss of the two dreadlocks. 
gone from last season now. Can't be Dreadlocks FC anymore. Yeah, unfortunately not. Well, like, but this is the thing. They've lost Aaron Wambasaka and haven't replaced him. Uh, Jal Ward is playing it right back. I, I don't really rate Jal Ward now myself. Um, but like then again, they've lost Batshuayi, who scored a few goals from last season. They didn't replace him at all. Zaha doesn't want to be there. There's not really. They didn't really bring in anyone of major note. You know, like the ambition just wasn't really there for Crystal Palace, and yeah. a lot of their players who they brought in were all free transfers. And yeah, it was, it was a poor window from Hodgson. I really wasn't impressed by it at all. Yeah. He didn't do anything to strengthen the squad. In, in any way shape or form they've lost more than anything like, and I, honestly I think they look so much worse off like they didn't have backups to replace in the first place so mm. yeah if you were going on last season's form that was something that Palace would have definitely got something out of the game yeah. they definitely would have got something out of that game so uh, to, to see them and I know it was only a 1-0 scoreline but uh, they, they they weren't at the races at all and for, for whatever reasons but time will tell I suppose but uh, no it was good to see Sheffield getting their uh, first home win mm. Uh, our final game is Everton Watford. Uh, again, not really too much to talk about in this game. Um, they yeah. strange, strange game. game. The goal yeah. was a bit uh, like Bernard did well. It was a bit of a deflected finish and all that, but not too many chances in the game. I suppose Richardson going against his old team and Dave Hayo going against his old team, that kind of team. But like ultimately, it didn't boil down to much. Moise can. It looked promising in part, still waiting on his first goal, and then we're kind of waiting on a few of the new strikers in the Premier League to get off the mark. But uh, there's something there. He looks looks a promising enough player. But look, Everton have after winning their first two games and kept two clean sheets. They're the only team to do so so far. Yeah, yeah. Everton will be delighted with the fact yeah. that they're uh, the two clean sheets there in the, in the first two games. No goals are so conceded. So um. Considering they don't ever really get off the good starts in the Premier League either, it always takes them a while to build up. So yeah, well, I suppose look at the they. If you said Watford in your first game, and if you said um, who did they play play last week? They drew a Palace last week, was it? No, Watford got beaten by Brighton three so, No, but Everton. Everton oh, played Palace. Er- yeah, Everton. Everton, Palace, Everton yeah. No, sorry, Everton played Villa. No, they played Palace. They last played week. Palace last week. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if you look at the first two games, you say, okay, yeah. Palace and Watford. You know, yeah. they're not, they're not the two arguably are the two strongest. What we've seen so far, certainly not. So, I'm sure there'll be tougher tests ahead for Everton. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's all the games talked about for uh, this week. Anyway, we're going to take a very short break then, and we're going to come back in with our predictions for the next uh, set of fixtures. Anyway, so see you in a bit. And we are done from our break here now. So, very quick updates on our score predictions. Uh, I managed to get two right. I had Arsenal and Burnley at 2-1. And I also had Chelsea and Leicester at one all. All the rest were incorrect. Not far off on a lot of them, to be fair, though. I think all of them bar one, there was only one goal in them. So, yep. good enough start for me. So, I've managed to get two right, Kev. How many of you managed yourself? Uh, I managed two myself. Uh, Chelsea Leicester as well. I got the Sheffield Crystal Palace one. One nil. That's, that's a pretty decent prediction. I'll give you that. Yeah. Robbie, yeah. how many yeah. of you got a right? Big, uh, a big fat zero for me. <laughs> I didn't fat, get them right. A big uh, fat zero. Yeah, I'm like some of the teams. I'm just kind of warming up. It takes me a week or two to yeah. get into my stride. You a couple know? of ambitious yeah. predictions there as well. The red, yeah. the red yeah. arse is staring yeah. you down. Your, your strategy of being bald didn't work this week. Well, I'll, I'll try another tactic for this week try another tactic for this week so since me and Kev both got two right uh, we're both going to take a point on this anyway so myself and Kev both start the season off with a point where Robbie stays on zero <laughs> so anyway we'll go into our predictions for uh, for this week coming up <laughs> 
so uh, Rob, I'll let you start anyway. You're see how bold they are. Okay, mm. I think there's going to be a few goals around the place this week. Okay, the first game up: uh, Villa and Everton. I'm going to go Villa one, Everton two. Fancy okay. uh, an away win there. Uh, we've got Norwich against Chelsea. I think it's going to be a very, very open game. I think it's going to be a few goals. I'm going to go Norwich two, Chelsea four. Uh, we scoring on that one, Jesus. Yeah, I think it's going to be fairly. Uh, anyway, we wait and see. Uh, Brighton Southampton. Um, yeah, kind of a bit of a South Coast derby there. I'm going to go Brighton one, Southampton two. I just fancy Southampton on that one. Uh, Man United against Palace. I think that's going to be a routine one. I'm going to go United three, Palace nil. Uh, Sheffield United against Leicester fairly tough old game that one to predict um, I'm going to go Sheffield United 1 Leicester City 2 I think Leicester have enough in the tank to nick it there uh, Watford West Ham both teams have a very strange kind of opening to the season I'm going to go a one all draw there with Watford and West Ham uh, Liverpool Arsenal the big game I am going to go with a 2-2 draw I think both of them have uh, good forward lines, but I think both of them are suspect at the back, so that's why I'm going to go a 2-2 draw. Uh, we have Bournemouth and City. I'm going to say City are going to have too much. I'm going to go Bournemouth 1, Man City 3. Uh, Spurs, Newcastle. Spurs will have too much for Newcastle on the day. I'm going to go Spurs 3, Newcastle 0. And finally, to round it off, we have Wolves versus Burnley. Uh bit of a tough game but I'm going to go with Wolves home form I'm going to go Wolves 2 Burnley 1 okay Kev I'll let you go up alright uh, open game I guess got Aston Villa Everton I went for a one all draw there I just I think that neither team have looked particularly convincing I'm gonna, uh, Everton have two, two scored, wins uh, two, two, two wins. clean sheets uh, two clean sheets yeah um, but Villa haven't looked great but they might nick a goal at home uh, Norwich Chelsea I've gone Norwich 2 Chelsea 1 oh Ooh. that's bold, bold that's enough, the bold yeah. prediction of the weekend uh, Norwich home they look pretty decent I think they play nice attacking football I think they'll, they'll definitely there's definitely going to be goals in it I think there's goals in yeah. that match yeah um, Brighton Southampton I've gone Brighton 0 Southampton 1 ok um, Man United Crystal Palace United 2 Crystal Palace 0 don't think Crystal Palace are really up to much so I can't really see them scoring to be honest with you I think United will dominate that match realistically yep. they should uh, Sheffield 1 Leicester 2 that's what I'm looking at uh, Watford 1 West Ham 2 I've got to believe somehow um, Liverpool Arsenal I think it's going to be a 2-0 to Liverpool uh, I don't think Arsenal even with Adrian in goal even Adrian in goal I still think Liverpool's back line should be able to hold them off but we'll see we'll see at the weekend um, Bournemouth Man City have gone Bournemouth nil, Man City 3 so I think it'll just be domination in that match I can't see Bournemouth putting much up against them uh, Spurs have gone 3-0 to Spurs versus Newcastle and Wolves 2 Burnley 1 Okay, so uh, I'm just seeing here now that we've got some very <laughs> similar uh, predictions out of the three of us here. So I'll finish up anyway. I've gone with Villa nil, Everton 2. I think Everton are going to keep their clean sheet run going. They've looked fairly decent at the back. It's not just flukiness going on. Mm. Maybe one fluky save from Jordan Pickford at the weekend, but sure look. Uh, I've got Norwich 1, Chelsea 3. I think there will be goals in this, but I'm being biased here myself, so I'm going to go with my own team on this. Mm. 
Uh, Brighton won, Southampton won. I've gone with here. Um, I think both teams. There's definitely goals in them. Brighton are looking a bit, bit of a new team, and I'm liking the way they've been playing so far. So I think, I think a draw might be on the cards there. Man United three, Palace nil. I think Robbie's gone with that as well. So, uh, yeah, I just I don't think Palace are up to much this season, and they're gonna struggle. And you know, it, I think there is a bit of a an attacking force there with Rashford and uh, Martial. Sheffield United won Leicester two. I think we've all gone for that result there. So, um, look if we all get we all get a point, plain and simple. Uh, Watford nil, West Ham won. I think it's gonna be a bit of a cagey affair between the two teams, and I won't be surprised if you know you'll see a ninety-eight minute winner from West Ham or something like that. Yeah. Now that I've said that, it's probably gonna be something stupid, like five-three or something, something like that. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool two, Arsenal two. I've gone with same yourself, Robbie yeah, here. So yeah. I'm kind of seeing the same as you. I, I and I can't really see Kev's point of view where yeah. Liverpool yeah. are going to hold up, just going by how bad they've looked in at the back oh, in the right. last few weeks. I've gone with Bournemouth nil, Man City two. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it was a bit of a weird one. I just kind of went went with my heart. Whatever came down first on it, it like it could be two nil, it could be six nil. You wouldn't know with Man City <laughs> yeah. at time. Uh, I've gone with Spurs three, Newcastle nil, which I think we've all gone with here. No, none of us are fancying Steve Bruce's Newcastle at the minute. I don't think anyone is really, are they? No, I don't think so at all. And then I've gone with Wolves 2, Burnley 1. I think we've yeah. all gone with that as well. So that will be either a lot of shared points yeah. or a lot of uh, commiserations yes. all around for a few yeah. of our uh, <laughs> predictions here anyway. So um, that's all of our predictions there done. So we'll finish up uh, this week anyway. And we'll let the uh, good uh, week of football uh, commence on Friday with Everton and Villa. So look, it's been great. Um, great chatting with you as lads for the last 40 odd minutes. Uh, and we've gotten a few emails in this week and we all read them in and try to reply through anyway so I want to say a big thanks to John Holmes there uh, who emailed in during the week uh, if you want to email in to us uh, write into us at who's on the front post at gmail.com or on our Twitter feed which is at who's on front um, um, you might get a mention on the show if you have any topics that we want that you want us to discuss or anything like that we're more than happy to do so so, yeah, we'll leave it there for this week. So we'll see you next week. Anyway, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks very much.